0: I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life And realize it's not just and laugh me in the power i In my hand
1: Somewhere out there There's a kid crying Show me a consonant Teach me pi r squared Mine's like thirsty little sponges Just waiting to soak up knowledge Principal is still missing.
0: No, brother. Twenty four cares.
2: Twenty four dollars. Oh no, thank you. I already have them.
1: I know it's deaf.
2: What's uh, what's whack? Oh. Oh. What straight up booty?
0: How was your first day?
2: Not bad. Power and the money. Money and the power. Now, this is your textbook
3: for the semester. They open like this.
0: You know you're different from everybody else. I mean, most of the boys I know just want to stare at girls' breasts. You know what I mean? Sorry, what? Don't you think the
1: kids would enjoy a nice song with a melody?
2: What you got, Holmes? Like a rhinestone cowboy. I think I may be reaching them. The wife gives me a little pickle-tickle.
0: Welcome to Recap and Gown, the podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of is own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. Excited to talk about this one. You know, if there's one thing I
3: love, it's making fun of troubled youth. So let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's go
0: for it. That is a, uh, that's your defining character trait. You uh, are yeah, well, that's, you drink well, you, you make fun of kids in a crisis. And I was like, man, classic. you're 16, man,
3: you're having some rough times. Fuck you. Let's make fun of you in a movie. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Kiss my ass. Uh, also joining us in the class of 03. She is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan?
2: Hey guys. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting one. I think.
0: You texted us earlier that you had some thoughts, or saving for the pod, and I got a little bit scared. But I, <laughs> I'm excited to hear your thoughts because
2: I, I don't know we're I don't know that we're going to be on the same page on this one. Oh
0: okay. boy, okay. Will, I'm just going to
2: say yeah.
0: Right. We will see. Uh, rounding out the two-step, this podcast chief cartography and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana?
1: Um, not much. Um, these might be like the shortest notes. I've ever had for a movie because I just like sat. I
0: just sat there. It was like what? I have am I so watching? many notes. I took so many notes. There's
1: at one point I was like sitting there yesterday morning, and I was like, "Oh, I should put stuff on this paper." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know what to do."
3: Now, when it comes the to movies that are blocked. that are goofy, when it comes to movies that are goofy like this, I'm just like, whenever something's like, that's kind of funny. I'll talk about that. That's kind of funny. Talk about that. So it's not really notes. It's like goofs. I like talking about yeah.
0: goofs it's not so much notes it's like i stuck a pen in a lot of things in every scene so it's not like i don't have a lot of unanswered questions or like a lot of hot takes but i have a lot of things that i that i noticed that i want to talk about yeah. um
1: i know how to take notes on a movie I remember the titans <laughs> notes for like four pages that i did not get to really dive into but i know how to take. and i was just kind of like right we'll, we'll get into it we'll see what happens we'll just see. Movie, wing yeah. it
0: Fucking dense. Uh, you guys, this week, we're talking about High School High from 1996. Uh, it's available on Google Play, Apple TV, Amazon, Vudu, Fandango. It's it's in more places than I would have thought because when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, I hope I can find it somewhere. It's in a lot of places. So that's pretty great. Um, if you're unfamiliar, the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes does make it sound a lot more serious than it actually is, but here we go. High school history his, high school history, history uh, rough, uh, rough start. this is this is with a over again high You're school right. history teacher Richard Clark leaves the prestigious Wellington Academy and heads to Inner City Marion Barry High he aims to inspire the D grade students there no matter what it takes including holding chicken races though he also finds time to flirt with a fellow teacher but when the clueless Clark tries helping a struggling student who wants to learn he finds himself in the middle of a gang turf war like is that what happened gang turf war i, I don't know I, what i would have thought but
2: yeah i don't seem to remember that movie but i watched a different one
3: there's no there was a gang goofs. plot there's there's really no goofs in the synopsis and there's so many goofs
0: in this movie <laughs> the, the the only goof is the chicken races even the synopsis makes sound pretty serious I this mean, makes it
3: sound like lean on me one of my favorite movies Yeah. He, he leaves a good school to go to a bad school to make a difference. No,
0: that's not yeah, what this movie no. was at all. No, it sounds like Lean on Me. It sounds like Dangerous Minds. I mean, it sounds like Stand in the Liver. It's all of those movies, only this is the absurd Saturday morning cartoon version of any of those fucking movies. Uh, Big Sis, if you could, give us a quick rundown of who is in this movie.
2: So surprisingly... There are some people who are actors and actresses in this movie that have been another thing. I was not surprised.
3: In, incredible.
2: <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> you, you, if you've seen the front cover of this, uh, what do you call it? The, the movie cover? Uh, poster? Yeah,
0: the poster? The, the DVD poster? box, whatever.
2: Yeah, DVD box. I don't know. I don't have any of those things. But um, you see John Lovitz with uh, wild hair. He is Richard mm-hmm. Clark. Um, you have Tia Carrere. it's
0: carrera carrera
2: Carrera. okay all right you pronounce that e all right uh who plays victoria chapel who is the administrative assistant not teacher so that recap is not accurate in that case
0: Hmm. Um, yeah a little bit off
2: yeah um we have louise fletcher plays principal evelyn doyle which
3: did did anybody recognize her anybody i did immediately you did
0: i recognize her but bring it it on
3: tell me who it is should we save it or do it now I think we're. I don't know what what, what do you think?
1: Oscar winner <gasps> Louise Fletcher from uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest Nurse because fucking ratchet is that man?
0: Nurse Ratchet? That's oh, Nurse fucking ratchet. Get two time Oscar winner in my opinion. Okay,
2: <sighs> all right. Uh, moving on, we have Mackay Pfeiffer, who haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, he plays young Griff. Mackay. Yeah, young Mackay, still looking good. Um, plays exact same. X- yep. No. Uh, yeah exactly plays Griff McReynolds Uh, Melinda Williams plays Natalie Thompson Guillermo Diaz plays Paco Rodriguez Mm -hmm. Um, don't know a lot of the rest of these Lexi Bingham plays two bags
3: rest in peace yeah he died
0: Oh, God! Uh, like a month there... after the movie came out, he was in a car oh, accident. Oh my God. What? Holy shit. Oh
2: man. There's
0: a lot of, a lot of these names that are after that in the IMDb are people who didn't really have like a speaking role, but they had names. And I was, when I was looking up the, um, the deep dive, I'm like, well, who the fuck is two bags and all these characters, they're just like random thugs that had fun names for some reason.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go through all of these, but I will say um, Anferny, which Anferny. Uh, we talked about this earlier with um, Mean Girls, that Anferny joke by Tim Meadows mm-hmm. that was that was wild, <laughs> but anyway, he was played by Brian Hooks, not to be confused with Brian Crooks.
0: Get it? Because your name is yeah. Brian Crooks, Get that's kind of fun. Is good? Good? That actually is me, that's, that's me in the movie. I've changed my name since I left acting, but that is me,
2: you're
0: 11 years old.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you you play a good adult.
0: Yeah, I look uh, the same.
2: Uh, other than that, I don't recognize any of these other people. But if
3: I can Dude. talk about one of them, uh, okay. Natasha Gregson Wagner. Oh, damn it, I yeah.
2: was going to call that out. Okay.
3: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I took okay. Louise
2: Fletcher.
1: You can have Natasha.
3: She's the daughter of a famous actress, Natalie Wood. Oh my mm-hmm. God, really? She yes. was, was in West Side Story and a bunch of other movies, and she Re- passed away. Under mysterious cir- circumstances on a boat with Christopher Walken and Robert. Why Wagner. was
0: Christopher Walken on the boat? That, why this is was a, Christopher we, Walken on If you really want to do
3: a, a whole other podcast, we can talk about it because <laughs> we can talk for hours. Why was he on the boat? These are all great this questions. This has all just
0: but. been an elaborate trailer for an upcoming Natalie Wood podcast. It's true.
3: And uh, John Neville played uh, Mr. Clark's father. If we got any Terry Gilliam fans out there, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. He was the lead oh, actor.
0: okay. Anyone? Yeah.
3: And everyone's yep. like, okay.
0: Yeah. But yeah, yep. uh, he was okay.
3: that. He was originally a theater actor, and then Terry Gilliam's like, just be who you are and talk <laughs> like this in a movie I'm going to do, and it has been a cult classic ever since. He's <laughs> and he shows up. I'm like, holy shit, Baron Munchausen in fucking high school high. Wow. There you
0: go. I did not recognize him. But that's fantastic. Deep cut.
3: Yeah,
1: I loved that movie as a kid. I'm
0: same. It's still it fun looks, now. Check it, it out. Looks still <laughs> good. Like the visuals in it are very, very strong. I'll, stay, I'll stand that by to, that.
1: to like a mental note. Let's watch Baron yeah, Munchausen yeah, again. Or not, not put a uh, pin not, that on Munchausen, but whatever. Anyway.
0: <laughs> um okay, so I think let's quick uh go around and kind of give some memories if we have any, or uh whatever recollection we have of this movie. Dana, you want to get us started? Um what recollection do you have of this movie from Before the Pop?
1: Never seen it before. Never, never seen it minute. Had you movie. heard of it? Yeah, yeah. I okay. think I had heard of it. Um, maybe. Yeah, no, never seen it. So uh, this was a, a first time. I think sometimes if, if it's a first time movie, my notes are usually lighter because I'm just like drinking it in for the first time.
0: I get that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, Dave, how about you? I ordered this on pay-per-view when I was
3: twelve without my parents' permission, and they were pissed.
0: (laughs) My Uh, God! But
3: but I think it was still PG-13, so they weren't that pissed. So I was like one year under, but they're like, "You should really ask permission, Dave." And I remember thinking it was so funny back then, (laughs) and then watching it again and being like, "There's still some good goops, but a lot of stupid stuff in here, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you try to watch it as a movie." But yeah, so just do as your parents say, kids. uh, don't order pay-per-view without their permission.
0: Big demand. you know, or, or do it, but just, like, make sure it's not porno. Doesn't I mean that would have sure been a lot worse if you were like, sure Spice Channel with some shit back then.
3: Hashtag make sure it's not porno. It's mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. a solid hashtag. That's that trending. Um, Big Sis, did you have any recollection of this film before watching it?
2: You know, I think I remember seeing, like, the poster. Um, mm-hmm.
0: It's a strong visual
2: yep strong visual but um like dana i was drinking it in but also choking on it at the same time so this is my first time watching it and probably (laughs) the last i'm just gonna say
0: oh my god you guys i don't recall like the first time that i saw this movie um it was a movie my brother and i used to watch a lot in like the late 90s uh we both been huge john lovitz fans forever going back to snl I know Dave will join me in Loving the Critic. Um, He was also the villain in a movie called Mom and Dad Save the World, which we are never going to cover for this pod. It's probably trash, but we loved it as kids. Um, My brother's three years older than me, and so I feel like a lot of movies that I watched and a lot of music I played back then was, like, introduced to me by him. So I'm pretty sure he would have seen this maybe in the theater or at like, a friend's house and then picked it out for us to watch um, at Blockbuster a billion times after that. But this movie we watched a lot, like over and over and over again in the span of like maybe two or three years or so. So yeah, rare for me to recall the first time that I saw it, but I've, I've seen it so many times that I kind of, they're always kind of blending together for me here. Um, I feel like we got some powerful hints, but uh, let's quick go around and say whether this made the grade or should have gotten held back. Uh, Dana, you want to take us off there?
1: Um, oh God. I feel like it's hard. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like it's, it's hard to give this a grade because I feel like it was very much like of a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And we are very far from that time. Um, oh, yeah. So am I going to give it a, you know, oh, uh, it attended <laughs> class. It came to school. It was, it was here. It participated. Oh boy! Uh, I'm going to, it's getting socially promoted. I will not, will not give it a grade. It, it was in oh.
0: school.
1: That's the best oh my I give it for right
3: now. Okay, so Day? it's too, it's too old to stay at its previous <laughs> grade. So it's being so, got it. That's a. Yeah.
0: A so Seventeen year old fifth grader. Like it needs to get out of here. Like it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go. Yeah. Um, exactly. Dave, yeah, what do you think?
3: There were some funny parts, a lot of stereotypes that are I guess were supposed to be funny in ninety six, where I'm like, okay, come on now. Come on now. This all this stuff's overdone. Um it was a movie. It it met all the requirements of being a movie, and there was some funny stuff. So I'll say see c minus wow. i got through it i'm glad it was well under 90 it was like hour minutes or whatever 82 minutes was perfect but yeah that was the, the, the plot was pretty dumb oh, um yeah. just making fun of stuff that i don't know is was quite ripe for being made fun of maybe you should take a lot of this stuff a lot more seriously and not oh, have wow. like, malt, malt liquor vending machines and everyone having guns piled up when they're walking through metal detectors and stuff. I'm like, it's all very overdone and I get it, but yeah, it, it, it was a movie. And you were so excited when I announced it. I know. <laughs> the and most I, excited you've been in the history of this podcast. Well, cause I, it, it brought me back to a time when it, cause it was kind of naughty for me to watch. I wasn't supposed to watch it. Um, and then I watched it again. I'm like, yeah, I was fucking stupid when I was
0: 12. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: yeah. It was dumb. But that's okay. It's still a movie, and I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Uh,
0: Megan, you care to drop Trow and shit all over this movie real quick?
2: Oh, I, I didn't already. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring it on.
2: Let me just dump a little bit more on. Um, yeah. So, unlike the D grade students that were in the the building, I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to fail this.
0: Oh my god. I my heart.
2: Like, yeah, I definitely think that it was a, of a time. Um, but it was like, oh, it, I just, I wanted it to be just a little bit less of everything or more of something else. I I, like, I, I, I I don't even have words, really.
0: I wish it was a different movie, says Megan.
2: Well, I had a point to
1: that, but we can wait until we get into it. But like, I, I, I get where Megan's coming from. Like, I have a I have a thought on that.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, this is, you know, perhaps not the first time, but like the cheese, I stand alone. Um, I fucking (laughs) love this movie. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. This movie super made the grade for me. Um, In my mind, it it completely held up. Uh, I texted maybe like four minutes into the movie when he pulls up outside the high school and he has like the inner city street sign. Um, and I'm like yeah that made the grade for me like I'm on board this is what I'm after Um, we talked about this during our rock and roll high school episode but like we just don't really have this brand of fully absurd kind of parody anymore like this doesn't exist as a genre of film anymore I think they kind of killed it with all of the like scary movie and date movie and you know not another teen movie like we don't have this as a thing anymore and I'm sad that we don't because, honest to God, as an adult, I laughed a lot more than I did as I was a kid, I'm pretty sure. Um, and on a on a, a directorial choice and, like, a filmmaking choice, we're very happy this school isn't 100% minority. It would have been really easy to make it, like, an all-black school. I'm looking at you, Say the Last Dance. Mm. But, like, there are a lot of white kids in this school that are pieces of shit. There's some Asian kids that are pieces of shit. Like they, they did not take the lowest hanging fruit and just say everyone at the school is black. All the teachers are white. The kids are all animals. The adults are all trying their hardest. Like it, they did a good job. I think of sprinkling in some diversity that, you know, made it easier for me to tolerate the fact that this movie is a shitload of stereotypes all just kind of piled on top of each other. Um, before we get into the segments here, does anybody have any fun facts about this movie they want to share?
3: Um, yeah, the, uh, the soundtrack was popular. Probably made more money was than it? the actual movie did. Yeah, uh, Peaked at number 20 on the Billboard 200 and wow at, at number four on the, on the top R&B hip hop albums and uh, was certified gold
0: within two months of its release. So 500,000 records sold. That is surprising um, to me because I, I was going into this thinking, oh, this is a sure thing Mike check movie. There's like not one, there may be like one song that I recognize that isn't played in like an ironic sort of, a, you know, nature. Like yep. most of the songs I recognize are like, oh, that's a joke song for this scene.
3: Yeah. And wow. uh, Con- Complex Magazine placed it number 18 of their 25 best hip hop movie soundtracks of all time.
0: That is mind-blowing. Just Complex go. is legit. Complex yeah. is, I mean, for those of us of a certain age, if you recall wearing Echo, red with the white rhino on it, you know, um, Complex is by Echo. <laughs> like, that's their magazine. So the fact that they think this is like a – I'm curious on it at this point because I didn't hear one song that I'm like, oh, this is a, a fucking banger. This is not, say, The Last Dance. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm. Um- did did you did anybody recognize the name of the director, Hart uh, Hart Faulkner? No. You guys know who that is. Mm-mm. Um, he's he was an actor before he started directing movies. Um, he's in actually my favorite Christmas movie of all time, which is of course Die Hard. Um, <laughs> he plays uh, Harry Ellis, who's the guy who's doing cocaine and kind of oh. hitting on McLean's. Oh, John wow. Bobola. Yeah, so that's the director of this movie. He also directed PCU, one of my other...
0: Uh, oh. We, we'll do, we'll do a PCU day. time warp, I'm certain. I think it's just outside of our it's range. It's
3: only one year before our... like. Oh, it's, it's
0: in the range then. We try to say 94, like 95 to ninety four. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about it. We'll okay, talk. okay, okay.
1: I will say that Trey Parker of South Park fame turned down this movie to direct it. Is
0: that right? That's probably good Oh choice. my God. You know, it's been good. To, well, I don't know. This is, he would have been very early in his career. Yeah, right? it, yeah. it was,
3: it was produced by the Zucker production company. This well, movie. Well, the artist is well,
0: probably known as Barry Zucker.
3: Yeah. And one, and the, 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 the Zuckers actually produced the, it came basketball. out two years later, basketball. So yeah. mm-hmm. I guess they kept him in mind, but just, he didn't want to do this. Wow. Yeah. Probably for good reason.
1: I had high hopes for this because it is a Zucker jam and I'm like yeah. a police cat not police, sorry, police squad, naked gun, um, kind of gal, airplane, yeah. like was high like, hopes. Cause I enjoy a good parody. I, I love a good
2: airplane.
0: Well, this is going to be odd because all of my notes are premised on all of us loving it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see
1: hey, where this okay. all winds up. You can just admit that the movie was terrible and apologize profusely. Like I did. During the uh, Outside Providence one, no. and we can keep it moving. No.
0: I, I, there were tears in my oh, eyes yeah. in certain parts of this movie. I was laughing that hard. I, I slapped my knee on more than one occasion. Oh, um, Y'all,
2: before we g- before we get in, can we can we check in with Roger?
0: Yeah, do we have a Roger Ebert for this one? Did he Yeah, watch he, it? He, <laughs> it.
3: He, he he didn't love it. He he didn't love it. One and a half out of four. Um. Ooh. he said the movie made two big mistakes uh, number one it, it isn't very funny oh my god and number two it makes the crucial error of taking its
0: story seriously and angling for a happy ending at what point did it take huh. its story seriously Roger like that didn't happen mm-hmm. yeah a happy ending because it's a comedy there's no comedies with a sad ending I'd, I'd, I'm starting to think Roger's not a very
3: funny guy because some he of the early like sight gags and stuff when his car disappears and he's just like got his wheel left yes that kind of stuff made me giggle a bit
1: he just didn't find any of
3: it funny he didn't find much of it funny at all
0: he is a a humorless son of a bitch
1: so this actually does kind of dovetail into like the one thought I I had about this movie that I thought was kind of interesting yeah we can get into all your segments (laughs) I know this is Brian I know this is your movie that you picked but I have one (laughs) thing I want to throw out there and this is why, like, to me, I just don't think it clicked as a satire. Because a lot of the movies, like, the serious films that it's parodying also feel like jokes. Because oh, okay. it is, like, <laughs> yep. um, Dangerous Minds. Was yep. that the movie? Um, yes. And yep. Save the Last Day. All that stuff, it's, like, they Lean feel on like me, Stand joke. and
3: deliver. the yeah. Stand and deliver. Yeah.
1: Like, they go the too The substitute. And you're, like, ooh, boy. And then when you try to make a joke out of it, it's, like, no, the serious thing felt like a joke. So that's where I was just... I can see where like Raj was coming from, where it, like okay. I don't know, like yeah. that's where I was just like, oh, this isn't funny because we literally ripped Save the Last Dance to shreds for like, yeah, a did. lot of the like, you know. So I don't know. That was my that was my uh,
3: epiphany. All it takes to save a school is just ask kids Jeopardy questions that they can get right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and, I, and, and then they'll and then they'll rebuild everything. But let's 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 get into it. Let's do it.
0: I, I do sucks. get that like the the. The White Savior High School movie always seems like a complete parody. Um, so that's fair. And this is that. But look, I we can't talk about this movie, I feel like, without talking about the two leads who I thought were fantastic. Um, John Lovitz, to me, is kind of like Seth Green and Vince Vaughn. He always plays John Lovitz. Um, he was a hundred percent John Lovitz in this fucking role, just like a total schlub, a sad sack loser, but he always had this kind of upbeat quality to him that um, it kind of gave the role like a life, a, a lot of life and energy for me. Um, similar to Matthew Broderick in election only like this is supposed to be a satire. I don't think election supposed to be a satire. Um, did a lot of quality face acting in the movie, like a lot of good reaction shots out of him. Um, and you know with this being a parody it's very spot on for dangerous minds which came out just a year before this and like so much of the performance is this sort of endless belief in these kids no matter how much abuse he takes and like the way that he plays this role uh, where nothing gets him down and like nothing really deters him from thinking the best in people all the time makes all of these little physical set pieces that we get and a lot of the sight gag just hit a lot harder for me like if he was if he was giving like a, a gym helper and like, here I go again, kind of a look like, well, this is sad now he's not he's having a hard time, but the way that he was just like it's it's fine, this is all gonna go great. I thought that made this character a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah.
3: sure,
0: yeah, <laughs> he was yeah, you nah, guys nah, are asses. no we, oh you
3: guys are asses um yeah he was. I don't think i i needed the first like 10 minutes he's like i i I work at a super nice prep school because my father's the headmaster part and then um we'll smoke pipes and i'll turn down a promotion and so on and so forth like i i guess so but not necessary yeah but i need that to be able to to be able to strike it on my own i have to start at like the bottom where things are Literally, the school in front is like Baghdad. It looks... <laughs> it's bombed out and depleted. As soon as he no, no, drives up, he's like, oh, cool, great. I'm here at the school, and there's a window that just explodes out. <laughs> I need to start at the... at Because I've I've started at the top, obviously, and I, I had a job and everything was taken care of. So to be able to really prove myself, I really have to go down in the trenches and see if I, mean, I can... The worst. it. It was almost too much i was like this this is um they're really pushing it here that's uh se- the severe tire damage and all yeah. that stuff at, at the yeah. beginning i was like that's really something
2: the tire damage thing i did relate to
3: well oh, yeah you,
0: has it happened to you before
2: no i'm like that's my worst fear
0: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Another run i also
0: do fear yeah um i also i i, I haven't seen tio carrera in anything in a long long time um, and world wins world 2 yeah jury jury duty none i think she's also in uh call the conqueror which might be a kevin sorbo movie it's not good but she's she's a good thing yeah she um like i forget number one i forgot like how insanely attractive she was back in the day because like holy shit like she's a insanely good looking woman back in the 90s that was I think about her being like in that pantheon but seeing her listen like oh yeah i I forgot it was this and then you know similar to um you know the the choice of having john Lovitz be kind of always upbeat and happy it'd been very easy to write her as just like a full-on sex symbol for richard to drool over but they gave her like a lot of fun physical comedy to do like she's the amount of falling down and getting hit in the head by shit that she does um It's, you know, it's a choice that you don't necessarily have to make. Um, I think I've mentioned it before. There was a show on Comedy Central a few years ago called Another Period. Um, If anybody watches uh, Superstore, the woman that plays Dina is originally in the first season of that. Then she got Superstore and left it. And I think kind of the the show took a big hit from that point. But Christina Hendricks is in that show right after Mad Men ends. And she does a lot of like falling down the stairs and like getting hit by a pie. And I'm like, that's, it's funny to watch you. Who's always been like this very put together over sex symbol, just basically, you know, play a three stooge, just falling over hit by a hammer, like whatever. Yeah. I like that. And so to see Tia Carrera do it, I had a lot of fun watching her in this movie.
3: Yeah. A lot of the parts that were really funny was just him failing at fighting. And ending oh, up the like, fight
0: seems fantastic.
3: Instead of hitting who he wants to hit, ends up hitting her over and over again, and she's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna give up and fall face down into
0: the fish tank."
3: And That's a, a great shot. Up. It was the so. The camera
0: just pans by, and she's face down, eyes open, in a fish tank, as they're fighting in the background behind it. Like, I she did I'm good. One, huh? That part was that part was kind of funny. Yeah.
1: Is that? That was the only one where I was just like, yes. I can get that she keeps like knocking into shit. But like the second you put your feet, fi- like maybe not the second, but you're going to realize you can't breathe and you're going to take your head a damn fish tank.
0: Well, she was she unconscious. Was, she, she had a severe concussion r- at that Repeated head
1: traumas
3: over a short period of time. Repeated. C-T-E. Just over and over again.
1: C T E E.
3: I, I love it. And, and it doesn't stop when she gets home either. They, he just, no. Can, he, he can can just accidentally hit her in the face when you didn't mean to. <laughs> And then he's like, let me just
0: uh, okay, okay, love it's it. Quit it. Yeah. And then
1: they sleep together. All... The woman is yes. like brain Listen, damaged.
0: Hey, hey <laughs> should we should we should we get into their relationship right now? Do you guys want to do a love it first semester for that one relationship right now? Yeah, it makes so much sense. Let's definitely talk about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so the the relationship is nonsense. Like let's let's I watching it, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be absurd because this movie's a parody or if it was just absurd to see her with him. Um, do we think this was like deliberately as absurd as the rest of the movie or was this supposed to be like an earnest relationship that we're supposed to believe in?
1: Unclear. Like that was kind of the problem. Like it's <laughs> unclear.
0: <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like she, It's really like the first time they meet, he gives us like beautiful little monologue about really caring about the kids. And it's like, that's why she's attracted. And to me, I'm like, well, that could happen. You could like fall in love with someone's personality. Like it just, I think it is meant to be a joke, like a thousand percent a joke that she would be interested in him at all. But it didn't read that way. Like there was like a little bit of like, "Eh, maybe I can see it. Like it happens.
0: Yeah. It was a little bit too sincere compared to the entire rest of the movie um especially because they write tia carrera uh, victoria as the aggressor like she's it's not i think we'd be used to seeing you know john lovitz be like gross and like leering after her he doesn't even make a move and she's like so here's the thing we're going to this dance tonight, you're my chaperone and he was like oh and even then like when they do go to her house, which is the next day in the, the time scale of the movie is very confusing, but the it very, is. the day after they meet, they're at her house. And at that point she informs him that they're more than friends. And he seems confused and like shocked by this news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, the, the relationship didn't make sense, but um, I don't care. <laughs> 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 I'm willing to accept it i uh
3: just uh, don't care no, it's fine. um they weren't a very cute couple. he's really he's really weird looking
0: so it's pretty odd. It's um, a little bit like Jay Sherman and uh what was his what was his wife's name in the critic uh you know the one she's proud she, <laughs> his, his bride his oh, his, his, his broad. Yeah, I can't it remember was a her similar name. dynamic to those two where it's like, well, you wouldn't wind up with him. Oh, yeah. Jay, you little booger.
3: I, I don't remember her name. I'm trying here. Yeah, it's, it's it all, it, I'm sure it stems from the honeymooners. You got the fat weird dude and uh, yeah. the very beautiful lady. And for whatever reason it works in the moment. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like it's, we watched her like fall in love with like Wayne Campbell and Wayne's world. Like you believe that True. she has some questionable taste in men. Like, you know, yeah. me like Tia Carrera, I buy this okay. because he's like kind of sweet. Like it, yeah. Yeah.
0: I get that. He was, he was very sweet. And I think, Oh boy, I'm going to justify this. I think um, with her being as attractive as she is, it's probably refreshing to meet a guy who is like this seemingly nice and sweet who does not appear to have any sort of ulterior motive toward her at all. And even to the point where like, she's coming on to him, he seems like scared by it almost. Um, I will say the one joke, the, the only joke that fell flat for me in this entire film. And I will stand by that is him when they're hooking up, and he's trying to have sex with a cat. that's in the dark, and he thinks that's her. That was the one time. Like, well, that was unnecessary. No one needed to have that happen. That was the <laughs> that's lowest that's hanging fruit, you guys. Your like... virgin. Oh, the one and virgin. only joke. No, it's not my it's not my oh, I'm over here like that. I'm just like, come on, oh, I don't need that. and the cat gosh. noise. Uh, that was. Oh that was my dumb. gosh. Bestiality that was funny, and
3: it was hilarious in the mid '90s to have sex with cats, but now.
0: I mean, <laughs> everyone's everyone's all sensitive now people it, judge you but, for it jesus christ Come um on, people look the, the movie is an over-the-top parody and one of the things that sort of got me early on was the insane joke density in this movie yeah. it's kind of like um this happens in 30 rock uh it happens a couple of times in community where there's just like we're piling so many jokes on top of each other a happy endings so was all about this we're just gonna like cram in as many jokes as we can kind of on top of each other uh I, <laughs> I made a list of my favorite visual gags and i don't know if you guys liked any of these so i'm gonna open it up here did anybody have any visual gags that weren't like dialogue that made them laugh or was it just me dave
3: uh let's see uh he put you know he pulls into the uh the, the I suppose the teacher's parking lot and said uh-huh. proud parents of a d average student i'm like oh, yeah wow. why is everyone happy about that come on now um i talked about it earlier the malt liquor vending machine that comes out it comes out in a paper bag i'm like mm-hmm. in the
0: hallway of a school
3: <sighs> okay and i think one I of the places is
0: regular malt liquor
3: yeah our worse than the other oh when the knife lands right on bob dole's dick during the oh sure i was like like, that's that's hilarious because he's talking about i use the viagra that's how i stay vibrant
0: yeah he did my advanced age yeah yeah i will say i'm i'm currently making my way through um like mid-90s snl thanks to peacock Mm -hmm. and the amount of bob dole sketches is shocking to me like i know norm mcdonald played bob dole he's in it in one sh- of my favorite
3: was. snl sketches of all time real world which one the, the 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 real world bob dole sketch
0: i've not seen that one yet
3: and we're gonna get real <laughs> so, God. i'm trying to remember exactly what happened in the uh in, in the sketch where we all try to live our lives and Things get real. Oh my god! I need to find that. And 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 he's in the bottom bunk, and there's, I think he has a couple roommates up top who are gay, and they're talking about, you know, doing, gay stuff, and (laughs) he gets super super on, and you just see Bob Dole's face like,
0: oh man, I check it out,
3: Bob Bob Dole Real World on S N L. That was
0: kind of I'm in the the 96, 97 season. Uh, Bob Dole has lost the election now. We're past the inauguration and they still have him coming on to do stuff. And it's just like, I I don't recall that being that big of a deal, but people like the audience loses their shit whenever Norm comes out as, as Bob Dole. So yeah, I, I get why in 96 Bob Dole getting a knife to the dick in a magazine probably hit it pretty big with the fans.
1: There, there were a lot of things in the background. And I think that was like the hard part because you're like trying to watch what's going on in the front, and you know that they're like doing stuff in the background. And I'm just like, what was going on in 1996? Like a lot of it, I just feel like went <laughs> over my head because I was like, I can't remember 1996. I can barely remember like Tuesday or no, today mm-hmm. is Tuesday. Whatever. See, I can't even remember dated. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of the stuff went over my head. But there was like, I think it was on here where. Um, I think like Paco or someone or Griff is trying to go into the dance or something and um, Paco's crew like are trying to go into the dance but their pants are so baggy that they can't yeah. walk up the stairs and they just like keep falling and like rolling that was kind of <laughs> like hey, so that's good. Funny. That's
0: <laughs> and funny it's, it's completely uh. in the background it's like the, the audio, they're having a very serious conversation it's Paco and DeMarco like his gang boss I don't know one word that they said because the whole scene I'm just watching these blurry dudes try to like hop up the stairs in their baggy pants and then fall all the way down a flight of stairs over and over again. So great. Megan, you wanted to keep some praise in this movie real quick?
2: I don't know if praise <laughs> is the right word. But, um, I did have to chuckle a little bit um, when it's kind of, it's kind of some of the opening scenes, but when you're getting introduced to the high school and the the guy had dreads and there were like police cars, like driving around uh, on the dreads.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was remember
0: that like, from the trailer in specific.
2: Yeah, mm. um, and then when they were, you know, they had to check in um, and they get a free condom with their like, you know, schedule and she staples right through the condom.
0: Yeah, stapled and- the condom. <laughs>
2: I was like all right maybe this has some legs and then after that there wasn't <laughs> it wasn't too much that was that, it
0: that wasn't Seven problematic Megan's out.
2: yeah like there
1: yeah. were some things that I was like oh okay uh, like you wanted to laugh at it but I was like oh man that's really fucked up but like career day or the career fair or whatever like yeah. some sort of shit outside it's like you know, a fast food joint, uh, a homeless man. You know,
3: like yeah. there's just the, look at all the different signs you can have. I'm like, oh god. The homeless
0: damn it. guy at career day was so great. I think the the big sign over him. So for the for the listeners who haven't seen, career day is like a recurring joke in this movie. They have it two or three yeah. different times, yeah. and the last one, there's a legitimate bum um, standing under a sign that it's it's a it looks like a freeway sign and the the text of the sign is have you considered begging (laughs) it's just like him holding up different cardboard signs and like a legitimate like a crowd of kids gathered around very interested in making a career in begging yeah um so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna run through some of my favorite visual gags because there were a number i eventually just stopped writing them down because there were so many things that were just happening in the background and kind of off screen that I thought were pretty great. So right away, the first shot of the movie it starts off with a symbol looks kind of like a knockoff version of the Prince symbol. It says by the producer formerly known as David Zucker. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> we're starting with the, the first thing you see in the movie is that. Um, there's a big poster for white bread and mayonnaise um, at Wellington Academy. Just like it's it's like a plaque. <laughs> Which again, we're really setting the scene there. Um, I
3: like a bologna
0: sandwich with mayonnaise sometimes. Oh God, I'm I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but oh yeah, I understand hey. the poster. I'm sorry. You can't be friends. Oh, I, with love them, I'm mayo. Sure. And I don't. Good. I don't love mayo. I like that my bread isn't dry, but I haven't had bologna since 19 something.
1: <sighs> love so, mayo. There's check like it a out. Picture of me as a small child with like a darky <laughs> hamel, little like bowl cut thing. With like a big old jar of mayonnaise in front of me and a knife covered in mayonnaise and like mayonnaise all over my face. <laughs> I need you to I need good. you
0: to to send that over to us for the Instagram for this week. I like an egg salad sandwich. That's by. gonna have to. Go. Oh my I god! Can, I, I I
3: I do like an egg salad sandwich every so often. Mm. You, you you need it. You need the I don't mayo to keep it all together. Yes, you do. No, nah, no protein, sorry. man, protein.
2: No, um, can't. No? Can't do mayo. Nope. Not going well,
0: to be able to do it. Understood. I, just, I like that my sandwiches didn't dry the flavor. I don't care for, I just I ah. prefer a lubricated sandwich. <laughs> I
3: guess um,
0: I so when he, when Richard pulls up at the high school, we, we said that the parking lot looked like downtown Beirut. Like It's all bombed out. It's just like a smoldering husk, but there are assigned parking spaces for the SWAT team, the national guard and Johnny Cochran. i just like, all right, <laughs> again, we're setting this scene early on with this high school. Um, the, the scene of him getting his car stolen is, it's really well done. So he pulls up, he looks for like three seconds and there's another teacher who is chaining his car to like a pole, like it's a bike. And then he turns around, his car is gone.
3: Mm-hmm. While he's
0: looking for his car, he turns back around and his briefcase is gone and he only has like a handle of the briefcase remaining. So within 10 seconds, his car and briefcase have both been stolen. Uh, a little bit later, he's inside. And there is what appears to be just a really cool kid in sunglasses. And he's like, hey, who's that? And the kid's like, how the hell should I know? Just a blind kid walks off with a cane. I'm like, yeah, again, this is just, they're piled on top of each other. There's a teacher who doesn't know what class he teaches in the lounge reading Soldier of Fortune magazine. And if you guys don't know Soldier of Fortune, I mean, imagine you want to... I don't know, bomb a federal building? They probably no, have an they, ad for that in Soldier Magazine.
3: There, yeah, there were a couple uh, right-wing uh, references in this movie. They also, yeah, they're, they're gonna, there was going to be a recruiter for the Michigan Militia. One of that's their, right. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, are they that's in right. Detroit, or is or somebody from uh-uh. Detroit coming to LA. where they are, or from Michigan coming to? Recruit for the Michigan Militia. That's, fan- that's yeah. fantastic.
0: Yeah. Back when that was still very much a thing in the news was like the Michigan Militia. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, yeah. this is not long after Waco and Ruby Ridge and shit. Like they are just really landed it on there. Um, there was a sign. They have an assembly in the gym. And there's a sign on the basketball backboard that says no layups. Which I'm like, that's great. Because ordinarily in a high school, you have like a no dunking sign. But no layups here. Because, you know. I, yes. That, that was yeah. the joke. Uh, yeah, because you did no layups Hilarious. no Hilarious! Uh,
1: <laughs> knee slapper. <laughs> My the side lounge. is in stitches.
0: Okay, this you, you brought us. Can you you brought us so outside Providence, and I will so never good. forgive you for that. <sighs> um, it was In the teachers' funny. lounge, they have. <laughs> they have Homeroom Homicide and Classroom Carnage like shooter arcade games. It's a little bit too close to home now. Now Argentina. it does.
3: This is three years time, before Columbine. We, we used right to be able to make fun Columbine. of these things. Yeah. used to make, be able to make yeah. fun of those things. Uh, <laughs> Jesus.
0: There's, there's one really quick one that I, I probably wouldn't have noticed as a kid for sure. There's a portrait of Ronald Reagan in the library and there's a banner under it that says, Our New President. So obviously the school is like out of date. This is what, uh, a lot 12 of years. years after reagan ended his term not long before he died frankly yeah. um there there's a shot where the the bus becomes like a recurring joke and I'll i'll get to some of the the recurring gags in a sec here but um there's a bus that that drives by a bunch of the stores near the school there's a gun store a liquor store a bail bondsman and then a combination gun liquor and bail bond store i mean that's mm-hmm. That's a Chappelle joke about that. Gun store, for yeah. a gun store, <laughs> like that's that's pretty great. Uh, I loved all the bus riders having to like jump aboard a moving bus in one scene for no reason. Like they're all like getting ready as though they're about to run a relay in the Olympics, and they have to like try to catch a moving bus. Um, this is a there's a gag that comes up that had a very like Looney Tunes feel to it to me. Um, that I've seen in a number of things, but when Richard does get fired. He's outside being sad, you know, having a really yeah. hard time. And there's it's it's a, a torrential downpour and the camera pulls out and it's only a rain cloud over him. Dude. Like it's just a huge rain cloud
3: that over his laugh. head.
0: It it's did. so good. It's so good.
3: And then and then someone gets him a cake that says loser on him. Like who bothers yeah, to get a cake?
0: The they got cake decorated. They went to get him a cake. And then right <laughs> at the end, um they're, the, they make a big deal about graduation day because, of course, all of these movies, the the White Savior high school movie, there's always a big deal for graduation day, and all the characters you've seen in the movie get to graduate, and so they do that, and they have like that kind of fade out and fade in to kind of, you know, let you know that time has passed. And then the very last shot of the movie, there's six total graduates. So it's all the characters you saw in the movie. They do all graduate and no one else. I'm like, this is, you didn't need to put that last one in there. So you good. You knew
1: it was coming though, because I kept showing all these crowd shots. And I'm like, no, at graduation, yeah. you show the students. And I was like, <laughs> something's coming. Like some of the jokes yeah. you could read from like a mile
3: away. That wouldn't caught me it, a surprise
0: because so- I'm dumb.
3: And they said the valedictorian with a two point six three yeah, GPA. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So there's like riffs. there's there's not gonna be a lot of people, or maybe there are as soon as I heard that, I'm like, Oh, he did great and then just <laughs> three hundred people did really bad. I was like, That's Oh, well. five five people did really bad behind
0: man. Like, Oh man. It made me so happy. Oh man. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: I I was just going to say, if I maybe had this, if I watched the movie in a different way, like if I had a list of things I was looking for, like where's Waldo. Okay. Like I, you know.
0: That's interesting. So let's say, let's set up a scenario wherein you watched dangerous minds right before this movie. Do you think you might've found it funnier having just watched a serious version of this?
3: That's a fascinating thought. I think I might, I, I think I have 24 hours left on the rental. I might do that. Yeah. Night.
0: You should do, do like, that.
3: Hey, hey, I'm going to watch Dangerous Minds and then watch this right after and see if I think it's funny.
0: Because it I'm is Brian. a bit of a Where's Waldo where you're. I'm probably not gonna I think. You know, I can't do that. I've seen running. so many of this movie, like so I'm many like, a, versions of this, that it's like, yeah. it, in my mind, I was running down a checklist of Where's Waldo type things. And because yeah. I, I love Lean On Me, I've seen Lean On Me. Oh god! I mean, about a billion fucking times. And I'm so, gonna watch
3: it after after we do the podcast, and just 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 like a little refresher on.
0: Yeah, because it's god, it's Morgan the real. Morgan Freeman, Freeman. so goddamn good. Morgan there, Freeman, Joe Clark with the, with the bull the bullhorn.
3: They call me the Batman because I have a bat. I'm like, <laughs> right. right? I think that's why.
0: Yeah, but that's why the principal is just hitting kids with a bat in the back of the head, and then their back in their shoulder and shit.
3: That's where that part came from. Uh, as soon as yeah. I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. But he's yeah, but he's hitting children with it.
0: Yeah. He yeah. hit so, that one kid in the head.
3: And he got Zafron. Stuck, stuck
0: in his high shop.
1: Um, And I think that's the problem. Like, I have not watched like Lean on Me. I don't think oh. I've ever seen Dangerous. Mind because I was like, I can't oh, um, it's the substitute bad. with like Jim Belushi, like yep. or is it Jim Belushi or the other guy from Major League? Tom Berenger. It's one of those. Oh, things.
0: and the substitute. Tom I fucking That's Tom I, Berger, I love
3: Berger, right? the substitute, but it is it is an action film. It is oh, not yes. a it serious drama. Okay. Oh it's it's, it's, like it's this about, much it's about of a teacher movie and it. the rest of it is about special forces invading a yeah. school. It's yeah. amazing. Check yeah. it out.
0: It's a high school movie the same way that, uh, you know, Dave's favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard, is a Christmas movie. There's a pastiche of a school on top of that movie.
3: You brought a gift. There's a Christmas song at the end. It's a fucking Christmas (laughs) movie. It is a fucking gift. I think,
1: like, for me, when I was watching it, like, the only thing I had to compare it to was, like, Save Save the Last Dance. Like, when, and I wrote this down, I was like, the intro to the inner, inner city school is pretty much, like, shot for shot, the opening of, like, julia styles going to that black ass school on the south side of chicago and i was like yeah this isn't funny because a serious movie literally did this basically
0: okay it's, so, it's a little bit like seeing um like a scary movie where the only horror movie you've seen before is like the ring and it's like well you'll get yeah. one of these references but there's so many that are gonna okay you know what now i get it I get why you didn't love it. It's because you didn't have the requisite like years no, and years of, of watching this kind of. Well, I was I was the son of a public school teacher, and so who taught at a school very similar to this when she first started no. teaching. Like, okay. my mom's my mom's stories of teaching at uh, was it um, was it South Park um, High School in L.A. Like, she lived this life, and like these were her actual students. So. Knowing those stories and then watching like the parody of this as a kid, and watching Dangerous Minds with her, like those yeah. movies spoke to her, and so I think because and then you watching
3: like these kids, <laughs> whatever, um, I, I think she, she she really felt it. I, she, I honest to God,
0: it. might have gotten choked up during Dangerous Minds. She, it was our we used to do a family movie night, and that was one that she picked. And I think that she really, really did like deeply feel that film. I have to call her about that later on. Um, okay. Now those were.
1: Sorry, one other thing that I thought of. The only movie I've seen recently that even has a uh, like a little bit of this.
0: Here's Sister this Act 2.
1: Sister okay.
0: You no, know what though? <laughs> yes. Not far yes. off. Not but I far didn't finish off.
1: watching it. But yeah, it's like the opening scene. And I was just kind of like, Yep. Whoopi did it better. Like that's the only thing. It's like these serious movies were doing. And I was like, it was funnier you know than Sister
0: what? Act. Sister Act 2 is a good comparison because it's not the heavy drama that all the other ones are, but it's also not like a parody. It's supposed to be like a realistic comedy. So that's kind of bridging the gap between these two. You need to watch a serious version of one of these to see them take this kind of character seriously. And it'll make this a lot better. I think, um, there were some, some running jokes that, uh, also had me laughing quite a bit. Um, they a number of callbacks. One they have the, the three translators of the first assembly that show up again at graduation. I'm like unnecessary callback. Chuckled at it a little bit.
3: Was okay. one of them ASL or was it all like
0: No, it Spanish? was it was Spanish and then like two languages I couldn't understand because they all speak at the Got same it. time. Yeah.
1: I was like, is the black guy doing Ebonics? Because I will lose my It was shit. not Ebonics. Okay. It was not
0: Ebonics. It might it might have been like Haitian Creole or it could have been like Nigerian or some sort, but he—it yeah. was. I'm happy it was not Ebonics That would have like, that would have been rough.
1: i was about to um, blow my top.
0: Yeah, that would have been rough. Uh, there's a scene early on where Richard punches a hole in the wall trying to hang up his degree, and then like in the next shot, you see his degree hung next to the big hole in the wall. That was kind of a fun, a fun running joke. Um, perhaps the most effective one was the the vice principal being missing at the start of the movie on a milk carton and huh. then he's released and they show him like when, the, the, for the listeners who don't know the school they winds up like getting cleaned released. up <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> right the school winds up getting cleaned up all of a sudden it's like really well manicured and landscaped and the kids are like very orderly in the hallway and everyone is respectful like you see him lean on me and then they bring back the vice principal in that moment and then when Richard gets fired, he's outside and he's like, you can come back. See, I did it. And they kidnap him again. And then they have like a, have you seen me poster in the hallway? Solid recurring gag. Um, Griff is driving Richard's stolen car during the, the chicken run scene, which was kind of a, a fun, a fun little thing. Um,
3: did not know that. Thank you for letting yeah. me
0: know. Yeah. Did not notice that at all. There, there's a moment where he looks over. Oh, they, they had, they show his, his uh, license plate. And license yeah. place is like love to teach and um, they show it in the very beginning. I and mean, then you see it when Richard is, when uh, Griff is driving the car, but it's got like a supercharger in it now, and, like a flame paint paint job on it and stuff. But yeah. um, The, the Marion Barry statue. Um, let me quick go around here. Do we all know who Marion Barry was? Yes, sir. I yeah. know you do Dave. Okay. Okay. Megan doesn't know Marion Barry. Marion no. Barry was the mayor of Washington, DC. Uh, Around this time He got caught in a crack cocaine sting uh, Buying crack From a woman he believed to be A hooker in a hotel room I'm sorry, a sex worker in a hotel room Um, And he very famously Shouted out, oh no, bitch set me up and so that was like a year before this. So that was all the Merriam Berry jokes. So Marion Berry High School, and they have a statue out front where at one point he's holding a bong. Later on, yeah. he's holding like an AK-47 and like dressed up in a, in a sweatsuit. Um, and then he's like back to his normal self holding the American flag when the school gets cleaned up. That was a fun running gag for me. And the last one, uh, they have an It's Your Birthday song um, that they sing at this restaurant, like an annoying birthday song. That joke didn't really land for me. I mean, it's it's funny, it's whatever. It's kind of a throwaway joke. I did not, I know that song by heart and did not know where I knew it from until I saw this movie again. Like I knew it was from something that I had seen as a kid and couldn't remember where it came from. And so to hear them saying, it's your birthday, happy birthday, mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. year older, another year gone. I'm like, oh my God, that's from this movie? Mm-hmm, so yeah, that, all of those Again, I'm all alone here. All of those had me, like, rocking side to side on the couch, laughing aggressively in the basement by myself.
3: Yeah, dude, Marion Barry, uh, very interesting story, because you'd think that a crack cocaine scandal would get somebody thrown out of office and never oh, be able to come no. back. Oh, no, no, nope. no, 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 He uh, lost the Merrill race in 1999, <laughs> but came right back a few years <laughs> later and uh, was a member of the city council. From 2005 to 2014 and then he passed away
0: yeah. so
3: dc's yeah. very they forgive people i guess
0: for stuff Dude like that. Loved, he loved some crack rocks and I, I guess he did a good job for the city i mean Marion barry you know that's he was a real running joke there was um david allen greer on i think in living color it would have been played mary and barry repeatedly and every scene that he was in it would be like a very serious scene of him doing like government work and it's very boring all of a sudden the cops bust in and he goes oh no bitch set me up and that's like the running joke every every time he's on the screen it's it's, it's a it's a, it's a a recurring character with one joke only and it's like three solid minutes of boring like legislation and then the cops bust in and he gets hauled off again
1: fun yeah. David Allen Greer fact he went to Yale School of Drama he's like a classically yeah. trained drama actor
0: he's legit Dude, David Allen Greer I mean among my favorite comedic actors of all time. I wish he was in this. <laughs> like, I wish Ooh. he would have been in this fucking movie. That's I'm not sure what he would have played. No, he what? is
1: no, no. doing his best for oh, him demon. It, it would crazy. it
3: would have
0: been like um it would have been like the Tim Meadows character in Mean Girls. I like, didn't leave the South Side for this. This would have been his yeah. his prequel story. Yeah, it
3: would have been good. Get behind that. I'll have to watch um, Blank Blank now, Man again at some point. We,
0: Can't wait. Oh, God. Blank Man. It's perfect. It's so good. I was like, watch, watch Blank Man back-to-back with Meteor Man because one of those is better than the other one.
1: Oh, my God. That's, like, a good double feature. Again, more yeah.
0: I need to watch. Yeah. Meteor Man! Okay. Um, we, we watched another movie earlier on in the podcast that I couldn't help but draw a lot of comparisons to um, in this movie, uh, which was Rock and Roll High School. They're both complete total over the top high school parody movies where insane things happen all the time. And so I don't know if I'm going to try to find a sound effect for this or what, but I wanted to ask you guys some, some, you know, this or that sort of questions. Which do you think is more absurd as a school in general? Um, Marion Barry High School or Vince Lombardi High School? Well, Vince Lombardi High
3: School is in California. That makes even less sense than well, but so Marion Barry also in California? Are they both in California? Yeah. Okay, both so are. nothing makes sense then. So forget what I said. Nothing <laughs> makes sense. There's gonna have yeah, whatever. I mean, Apparently.
2: I just I feel like it's you have to go with Marion Barry is more absurd because what Dave mentioned uh, it looked like Baghdad basically when he pulled up like literally yeah. I was like you know did they even try like it, it looked like maybe, <laughs> it looked like they like actively tried to make a building that was abandoned worse
0: for sure there were garbage can fires yeah, yeah. <laughs> never a good sign um for me, I also, I think Mary and Mary was more absurd. Like most of the Vince Lombardi students were kind of normal kids, but mm. even the extras in high school high were like full on cartoon characters. There was not a single normal kid in this school except possibly Ahmed Dirkdeck, the, yep. the, the Indian exchange student. <laughs> like he might've been who, normal who they, else. Yeah.
3: Who they thought had epilepsy turned out he was Tourette's. born and did Tourette's. That's right. Oh, Tourette's and uh, right. and they and they didn't think he could speak english very well so they thought he hadn't had an issue yeah he was yeah. probably the most normal kid there yeah so. uh,
0: um now of these two principals which one is scarier uh principal doyle or principal togar mm. Hmm hmm
1: i think doyle's just com- well a she's a drug dealer so yes drug King kingpin the- drug kingpin <sighs> Um, and her just complete and total utter disdain for students, and also trying to get them hooked yeah. on crack, she wins, and she's Nurse Ratchet. So she yeah, just she... took what she was doing in one flu and brought it right to Marion Barry High.
3: Yeah, no, she's she's definitely pretty pretty bad for that reason. I was thinking some of the movies they were trying to parody, and I was like, in several of these movies, the principal turns out to be like the main drug dealer. It's yeah. incredible, and That's I'm like, thing. oh, what that. I, I wasn't shocked that Nurse Ratchet turned out to be a drug dealer for that exact reason. But, yeah, I would say her just being in the middle of the hallway hitting people with baseball bats, <laughs> even though sometimes it just goes through the hair. And I don't really see the same bystanders. kind of violence. Yeah, I didn't see the same kind of violence from uh, – I forget what the principal's name from Rockwell High and
0: Togar. Was, but, yeah. And see, for me, I thought Togar was scarier than Doyle. Because Mm. like Doyle, again, she did hit children with a baseball bat and she was an organized crime kingpin. But I think the way that the actress played Principal Togar, where she was just like, I think always filmed like from a low angle and just so severe... I mean, she basically had you know Nazi brown shirts as the the crossing guards or the the hallway monitors or whatever. Yeah. Like she just seemed a lot more threatening and actually dangerous. Doyle just kind of seemed like a comic figure, perhaps because they had that scene where she had a a loose thread in her skirt and wound up wearing <laughs> a mini skirt by the end of the scene. Um, maybe that that made her a little bit less scary to me.
1: But yeah. Togar like only hates rock music. Like Doyle hates <laughs> everything
0: hate and everyone. Wait, Togar True. hated the students because they loved rock music.
1: Yeah, yeah. we just gotta get her fair. to love rock music. Like we're not saving Doyle. She is so pessimistic, okay. and yeah.
0: like well, she, she fucking hates us. Her business model is built on kids not graduating and loving crack. So I yeah. guess that that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what was the funnier long joke? There's the rock and roll high school airplane. Or the high school, high, like Richard's first time in his classroom where he's just like falling all over everything.
2: That's interesting. Uh, airplane.
3: Oh. What? Airplane. The, the paper airplane? Airplane. Yeah. Okay.
0: Dana, did you forget what happens the first time he's in his classroom? Maybe. Okay, so th- this, this scene is not super long. Um, It's about like 20 or 30 seconds. So while he's talking to Victoria and like while he's talking to her about how hopeful he is for helping these students, he puts his foot right through the floor, gets attacked by a bunch of rats, uh, hammers a huge hole in the wall trying to put the nail in and then gets electrocuted with faulty wiring all (laughs) in like. It happens back to back to back to back while he's talking about like what a great job he's going to do at this at this wonderful new school for him.
3: Some of the worst editing I've ever seen too. It's like they could have just just wait a couple seconds before coming back in, and now he's just like, oh, let's just make his hair stand up and then give it like three seconds, and then he's like, wow, what happened to me? Oh my god! But so yeah, that that part was stupid, but the paper airplane was so fun. That was way the paper
0: way yeah. To me, the airplane is a much more impressive shot. Like, I don't, I still don't know how they did it. And I, I don't think that Richard Whitley remembered how they did it. That was a more impressive shot. Um, but I, I just, I, I think I laughed more at this Richard scene because it's just, the, among my favorite comedy scenes is from uh, Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, not the TV show. There's okay. a scene where Coop um, is trying to, I can't remember her name. He's trying to track down the girl that he's in love with and in one shot like he slips on a banana peel gets his foot stuck in a bucket gets the bucket stuck on like a, a hose falls down gets the bucket stuck on his head like it's just it's a it's slapstick for like a solid 20 seconds in a row and this reminded me of that and so i, I appreciate the physical nature of this scene You have got two more here um what was the funnier dance scene the rock and roll <laughs> high school gym class or griff and natalie with their dirty dancing
3: Dude, that the dirty dancing was real <laughs> dirty. That was that was good stuff. Um, so, oh man, that's yeah tough. That's
0: see that, the that's movie an, was
3: great. No, no, the, it, I will never admit that. Um, but when 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 they're talking before they start dancing, like that's just a, just it's a, a dance. little dance. Just, there's nothing dirty about it. And then as soon as they get into it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fucking dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Then they end up on the floor. I'm like, okay. So I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say that the uh, Griffin Natalie was better than the uh, high school rock and roll high school dancing.
0: Cause mm-hmm.
3: it just, it just got so over the top.
0: It was a good song too. Yeah. Song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for me, it's, it's for sure Griffin Natalie. Um, the, the rock and roll high school gym class, I think was supposed to be ridiculous. Cause I mean, they had gymnastics, you know, going on in all directions the whole time, but it almost kind of felt like it was supposed to be impressive choreography. Uh, Griff and Natalie are just fully grinding immediately upon dancing um, in increasingly intense ways. A little bit like Save the Last Dance with some of their dancing, only like...
2: I I was just thinking that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's a little (laughs) bit like that. Only like turned up to 11 for, you know, comedic effect. And then, like Dave said, by the end, Natalie just lays on the ground and then Griff is just dry humping her like it it just the the escalation of it, like you think, okay, it's done here and then it just keeps on going up and up. I that to me is funnier than the the rock and roll high school gym class.
1: Like you've never seen people dance. I just didn't find it funny because I was like, I've seen shit like that in real life. Oh, like that
0: was me in high school. <laughs> I, I used to do it used to be the crybaby at dances all the time where I'd like lay on the ground and like hump the ground and pound the floor. That was my thing that I would do. I'd do the worm into that when I was a high school student. Somehow no, they, it never stop me, which is weird. No, but
3: but they play it down beforehand it's, like, yeah, it's just a simple, it's just a, it's an innocent Come dance. On. Don't it's worry a about it. little
0: innocent dance.
3: And it it starts out fine for like thirty seconds and then yeah.
0: womp, womp. she she jumps up on him and then yeah, it's it gets to be so much by the end of it, it's it's just Completely over the top.
3: I just don't. I just. I, I guess I just don't know what a what a regular dance is supposed to look like anymore. That's just I'm not look, that. Look pretty dirty to me. Pretty dirty. Pretty
0: good. good uh, dance. The very last one here. Um, which one do we think was a better running gag? There is the giant rat from Rock and Roll High School and the missing vice principal from High School High.
1: The rat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't sound sure about that.
3: Yeah, no, nothing about the. Up? No, nothing about the vice principal. What's like? Nothing about it made me laugh. It. Yeah, I it was Sad. I it, it he seemed like a sad fellow. I felt bad that he was kidnapped. And then yeah, he I came back. He got re kidnapped. And then everything was going good until you know they failed at the test, and then he got kidnapped again.
0: So I felt yeah. bad. Well, yeah.
2: Real bad. Can we pick yeah. a different one?
0: Sure. Toss one in there if you like running gag. There's a lot of options on, each, on both sides here.
2: I like the the Vince
1: Lombardi picture running gag in uh, that was good. High, where it's like the front yeah. and the back, he's got his yeah. fingers it's like there's a lot of different
0: Hilarious. That was good. That was, that was good. very good. <laughs> um I I love the giant rat. I mean, the giant rat I thought was a very funny like running joke through that movie um mostly because the first time we see the rat he's in that like the painting of him with like a bad attitude and a leather jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. go rock it.
1: Yeah, rock yeah,
0: Because he likes he likes rock music so he wears a leather jacket and jeans with like a bad attitude. And then he's and waiting then, to get into the show and he has to put on the yeah. headphones. Yeah. Got hilarious. to put on the headphones. Oh, that was good. And then, you know, the mom comes as my children are in that building and nobody like bats an eyelash at her at the end of the movie. Like that to me, I think was like a perfectly executed running gag. It is completely unrelated to the plot didn't need to happen and they just kept going back to it. I loved that one. That was that's that's high high on my list.
1: Um I think my problem with the Vice Principal Missing Running Joke is like there's a line earlier that the only reason why um John Lovitz gets to be a history teacher is that the previous his- history teacher was beaten to death. And I was like is the <laughs> I saw that I'm like the, well, we should
0: probably students. pay more attention to that yeah <laughs>
1: like, so yeah, the, yeah. Beat the teacher to death yes. is that the implication
0: uh-huh. yeah, Well, yeah because they, they later come back and they're like well don't call the cops last time you know four people went in the hospital and like oh yeah cops can be rough i'm like i didn't say the cops beat the kids the kids beat those cops senseless yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so
1: i just I the, so. the missing principle it just it hits a little different because it sounds like the students are very <laughs> It's a little different. Sounds like a very
0: violent. You need to watch Lean on Me. <laughs> like you
1: need to- I haven't <laughs> seen it. It's just been a very long
0: time. You need to watch one of those movies to to get into the right mindset to to get the, I mean, yeah, I get that though. Yes. Not funny that the kids beat a grown man to death. Um Mr. Fair.
3: Clark, Mr. Clark,
0: Mr. Mr. Clark. No, Mr. he's Mr. Clark. Clark in this
3: movie. So they took the name from Lean on Me. They took Yeah. The overall aesthetic of the school from a mix of the substitute and the principal, because you see these windows exploding. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting to see what parts that they took of the overall aesthetics of these other movies is very interesting stuff. Again, a where's
2: Waldo. Give me (laughs) a Where's Waldo game. Mm
0: -hmm. Like listeners. Yeah,
2: listeners, we might post something if you're lucky.
0: Yeah, I, I might try to make a scavenger hunt for you guys and uh We'll see if I have the time to get that on the Instagram, but I I have a little bit of time. I might be able to make something up here. Um now,
1: Classic Juniors and the Principal? Damn. He sure pilot. is. Oh. Ray yeah. Don Shawn? This sounds like a good movie.
0: It's a really, remember Ray on
3: Sean? Oh my it's god. It's awesome. Man. With the- uh, was it <laughs> not Jim? It's John Belushi who gets transferred <laughs> to the school. He's like, well, why the fuck is it's Jim, god, I have to
1: be a... John's dead by this point. Jim yeah.
0: John's it's, it's, it's the lesser movie It's it's the, the Jim Belushi. There you go. Um, okay, so this movie, you know, obviously we said it's very joke-dense, but it's not all visual gags and, like, you know, funny pratfalls. There were some, some pretty memorable lines in here, so I think we should uh, quick tuck into some potent quotables. What did you say? I have a trillion of these, so, again, I'm the only one who liked this movie. To get out of the way, did you guys like any of these lines? Oh, God. I was trying to You're... do
2: something for Twitter in the background. <laughs> I mean, I wrote a few down.
0: What did you um, write?
2: Okay, no, I
1: can go first. I have one, and it's the only. Oh, oh no. well, you go. Okay, um, I didn't think it was funny. Well, no, it was funny. Um, so we're at the opening, and we're at Wellington Academy, and like. Uh, John Lovitz is walking around with his dad, Baron Munchausen. Um, uh. And <laughs> in the background, the secretary is like, Wellington Academy, are you white? I'll put you mm. right through. It's so good.
0: Setting the stage.
2: That was One of the lines that I wrote down, um, which is just a very John Lovitz line, so uh, I had to write it is the gym teacher turns to him and said, you coming on to me, pickle dick?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is... It, she says it twice. It happens then and then like again later on in the movie when she's high on drugs. She says it again to him for for no fucking reason. Yeah. Um, it reminds yeah, me really of good.
2: he, um, in A League of Their Own, he says, the wife gives me a little pickle tickle. So. Oh.
0: I haven't seen that in a long time, but I should watch that movie again. That's a really... That's really, he loved Gina Davis.
2: Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, I think I maybe wrote down one other one.
3: Nope. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does. I know what's deaf, what's whack, what's jam, what's straight up booty. Straight up booty. That's about as wide as you can get it right there. That was incredible. Yeah.
0: Please come to the office.
3: One of your fathers are here. I'm like, oh, God. Mm-hmm.
0: Are we really going to do yeah. this? We're really, really kind of going back to forth. You see Wellington Academy, are you white? Please hold, I'll put you right through. And then immediately the secretary says, blah, 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 please come to your office. One of your fathers is here. Um, there,
2: There is another line. I'll bounce you out of here faster than a homo with four dicks.
0: Yeah, at at, at four dicks. This was- this was a, <laughs> oh! Yes, yes, this was, this, was a, this was a-
2: I thought this get, was like was a very derogatory line. Oh it, was God, that, it, it was
0: derogatory. It was.
2: It was but I just so I made it worse.
0: Fort Dix is a
3: military training post in New Jersey. But well, that's that's <laughs> fantastic, siren, huh? That's a yeah,
2: prob- <laughs> I mean, problematic <laughs> we're, we're not going into problematic, so I thought we were, we're sprinkling not. it in here.
3: That's so good. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: that's With fantastic.
2: All right, I'm just going to go on mute again.
0: Yep. Down Dusty Trail. Um
2: but I guess as someone who grew up like
1: in the same state as Fort Dix, you just know what it is, yeah. but if you're yeah. not, it just
3: sounds like Four Dix.
0: Four Dix. Yeah, no, no, I understand it's spelled
3: D I X and most people yep. you know D yep. I C K S listen
0: I get the confusion. I'm not mad at it. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I think so, we have a poll quote. <laughs> <laughs> we might if it's clean enough I'll be able to pull that. with four dicks. Yeah, oh, good. I don't know. We'll see. Um there were there were a couple I mean a lot that I that I wrote down but um, one of the more clever ones the first time we see Natalie she walks in late to class and just says why are you late and she goes because the bell rang before I got here and he looks yeah. so like befuddled he's like oh okay I guess so
1: well done um, that is yeah. good that's great logic
0: that's a good great repartee um, there's. Uh, a, a kind of a cute moment where Victoria's trying to make him feel better and I's like, oh, don't worry about it. All the teachers lose their car on the first day. It's like, okay, so there's just, if you get there, your car's going to get stolen. Like,
3: Except hers, which is a beautiful fucking classic, unbelievable why would you ever be allowed to have that car and not have it be stolen? She that can't was,
0: drive uh, back to school, man. She's no. got like a first generation classic Corvette. There's no way she's driving nothing to school. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's two back-to-back lines in the scene where she seduces him that have a very Rodney Dangerfield feel to them.
3: Hey, he says, how the you doing? One, How you doing? Tell me everything. How you doing? Master of accents over here. Master of accents.
0: No respect. Yeah, hey, get no respect. Oh, hey, what
3: are you talking about? Hey.
0: So there's, he says, uh, Richard says, these are all basically good kids. They deserve the experiences we all had in high school. Dating, going to prom, begging for sex. Yeah, and I think his next sentence is, most of my relationship ended with, hey, what are you doing with the other woman? And that was me talking. Hey, <laughs> so
3: what are you doing with like, the other woman? Yeah. That was, man, that was me talking. Hey, me are you
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good Rodney, man. I hey, yeah. get hey, okay, no
3: respect. Man. I talk to my wife and she, she thinks I'm stupid. Oh, hey, I get respect. no um, respect.
0: There, there's another one. uh He's trying to cheer up Griff, and these two also go back to back, where he says... You remind me a lot of myself when I was younger, only I was white and I had both parents. Yes. Lived in the suburbs, didn't have any brothers or sisters. Maybe you remind me of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then right after that, he's like, okay, so you want to go to college. You ever hear of scholarships? Well, you probably won't get any of those. <laughs> Just like well, that, that endless I won't sort get of any of those nature of his character. It's so good. And then there are two more that I wanted to call out. One was another that was a pretty clever, like, long joke. Um, near the end of the movie, after the kids found out they all failed their standardized tests, uh, they, one after one, like, go running off into the hallway because they're so distraught. And it's – some Griff runs away, and then Natalie goes, Griff, wait, and runs after him. And then I guess some kid named Jackie goes – Natalie wait and then Jackie runs out and this goes, Jackie wait and just like seeing back to back that was that had a an early family guy feel to me just like we're going to do the same joke over and over again I like that one a lot and then um a line that I'm shocked I did not remember when I was younger because they do it twice was Richard acting like he had just done drugs and yelling out oh Oh, this shit be kicking. <laughs> I'm like, that is that is just as square as what's jam, what's straight up booty. I mean that's that is that is a, a white line to say, oh, this shit be kicking. You guys watched it after the credits by chance? I did not. Was there a post credit scene?
3: There was. Oh I, I just want to see if, if if anybody had seen it. Was it, it the newscaster no. lady? Even further at the very oh. end
1: i did I, there fast were two? for so long i didn't understand the newscaster lady it made no sense to me well, oh, so
3: At parts like let's just say some really ridiculous stuff and oh uh there's a epidemic that goes through popcorn uh that will kill you after an hour and a half i'm like okay so people are gonna die and we're supposed to think that's funny It was
1: okay. so weird.
3: and at the very end um they changed the name of the high school you guys oh yeah this? oh i did
1: see it i did see what? it okay at the, at
3: the very end they they just knock the legs out and bend them they put a guitar in there they knock off the head put on a new head no longer Marionberry berry high school it's chuck berry, it's chuck high school, berry. <laughs> and he's just like he's just kind of doing his like partial splits with his guitar like oh man, man. he's duck walking Perfect. Perfect.
0: yeah Perfect. Doing duck walk I'm but the sad school school's I got those. like
3: grass. Everything looks perfect. And Now it's just it's Chuck Berry High School. Well, yeah, they they did landscaping all over everybody. Oh.
0: <laughs> right? Wait, how or Is that somebody you, Chuck Berry Be on people? Is that what
3: he does? How
2: did you miss it? Like
0: because I did, watching
2: I, it so once, many times.
0: Well, because once I mean, how many times when you were a kid did you watch all the credits to a movie, Megan? Like we the credits started, that. we thought we were done. I should. I mean, I guess. I, shame on me.
2: I Good mean, job. a league a league of their own. I I watched the whole credit
0: i i don't really care who the gaffer is on these movies and the oh, best look,
1: movie. that one's good but i was just gonna
0: do a
3: joke about, used to yeah, be yeah, my yeah, playground used to be my childhood <laughs> dream oh my god i fucking love that madonna oh. song man at the end of that song uh, this show I, I is going say goodbye Home.
0: Nobody got it. No, Sorry, I did your song.
1: I was making it back to the future
0: <laughs> Thank you, Megan.
2: Say goodbye. This is exactly why I listened to
3: the what was, right? goodbye. So good.
0: Oh my god. Okay, guys. <laughs> this is fun. Um, <laughs> one of the things that <laughs> one of the things that we like to do on the spot is uh, take a look at sort of a minor character and see if this was the start of big things for them or kind of the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Uh, this week we are dying on Brian Hooks, not Brian Crooks, who played Anfernee. Um, Oddly enough, like I was going through the cast list who had, had speaking roles. Basically everyone in this movie went on to be in like a ton of stuff. Like there's not one person who was in like three whippings and then just kind of fell off. Um, that includes Julie, the girl who is pregnant in the beginning of the movie and has like three spoken lines. She had like a long career and is still actively acting. So there were kind of a lot to choose, but I, I chose Anthony because I didn't remember who Julie was until I looked up her character on IMDb. Um, he's had a total of 56 acting credits. This was his second. He was previously in fat beach. Um, another movie my brother loved that we might get around to eventually i think it's also a high school fantastic is it is good it, it was really hbo
3: it. no no not good but i was like 10 or 11 or 12 and yeah. a teenager i'm like this is everyone seems to be having so much fun watching this and i i remember having fun watching it too
0: yeah, best it's I can pro- recall, it'll probably end
3: up being bad, just like
0: this was. I'm sure it will. Well, this was great. <laughs> okay. Best I can All recall, right. Fat Beach is about like a morbidly obese black kid who likes to go to the beach with his boombox. And aside from that, I have no idea what else it's about. But it's it's yeah. fat with a PH. so it's one of those mm-hmm. movies. Wait,
1: no, yeah. that was a serious um, synopsis. I thought it was like a guess.
0: No, I think that's what it's about. <laughs> Like, I think it's just, like, it's, a, it's like a dumb beach movie. Like, you know, your beach blanket bingo and this and that. But it's just, like, with, like, a, a really fat black dude who, like, loves to go to the beach with his boombox. I think that's, like, the whole movie. Sorry to um,
1: sidetrack the, the, the deep dive, but the uh, quick line on IMDb is, A hefty homeboy borrows his dad's Mercedes and goes to the beach with his friends for wild sun and fun.
0: See? A hefty homeboy. <laughs> It's I I nailed Batman. Oh, <laughs> I fucking cool! Nailed it. In it.
1: <laughs> yes, well, he is. Yeah,
0: the, the, the video for "Um Fantastic Voyage" is basically like what happens oh, in Fat God, Beach. He pulls up, yeah. and all the people pull out of the car. That's basically what it is in that movie. Okay. Um. So anyway, Brian Hooks he played Marcus Garvey in Bulworth, which I've not seen since like 2000. I don't know if he plays like the actual Marcus Garvey or if that's like a like a funny coincidence joke name. Oh I no, know.
3: I I think he's part of. Um... He, he he I think he might I- introduce Bullworth to the person he ends up hiring to kill him. Maybe. So it's not he's not actual part Marcus of a game.
0: Garvey. He's no it's, no no. This is
3: it takes place in, in the early nine in the oh mid I know. late nineties. So it's not like I looking, know if he was I, like I, I made...
0: an old decrepit Marcus. I don't know what it was. No it was no no vaccine.
3: No, no, no. He okay. calls himself Marcus okay. Garvey. Well,
0: there's that. Um, he he also played a <laughs> pilot in Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shagged Me. So there's that mm-hmm. uh, he was in a direct to video movie called Malabuti exclamation point, which sounds just great. Yep. Um, he was in soul plane, which is almost as offensive as soul man. And movie mm-hmm. is fucked up. There's a, there's a, a joke from um, the boondocks where Martin Luther King comes back to life and is like lecturing this church about how like they've lost their way And there's one quick cut. It's like it's several cuts where he's like, you know, it's a long speech and they're kind of cutting into parts of it. And there's one part that's all by itself where he just goes, and now I'd like to talk about Soul Plane. And then it goes back to the rest of his speech. And like, obviously, you know, Aaron Magruder hates on Soul Plane. Um, I think I think Brian Hooks was in every episode of the TV show Eve, which I haven't seen, but I'm aware of I prefer Eve the rapper to Eve the actress. So that's, that's where I stand on that. Um, looking through his IMDb, he's got a, a few most absurd titles that I'm curious about. There's one called Cracker, Mind Over Murder. And I'm like, hmm, curious what that's going to be. Uh, there's one called Confessions of a Hustler, Colin the movie, as though, you know, maybe there was also a TV show. Uh, and then there's one that's just called LAPD African Cops. So I don't know what that's about. I'm a little bit curious. Um, we have a running chat here, and Megan just popped in something. <laughs> Megan, I need you to, to say that on the mic, please.
3: Explain. I'm fascinated. <laughs> um,
2: according to Wikipedia, which, you know, who knows uh, exactly what the source is, that Brian's procession of straight-to-DVD films led him to once being called the king of DVD by the urban media.
0: That's fantastic. There you I go. I love that. No wonder haven't seen, you know, LAPD African Cops, <laughs> but uh, he's most recently um, in a movie called Family Reunion, but, and this might be part of that same persona. He currently has five projects that are in some stage of production. Like they're either uh, filming, they're in post-production. They've been announced. He has five things that are these in currently. So this dude is cool. fucking busy. Good for him. Always be acting. Yeah. Um, so that does uh, bring us to the end of the podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Anfernee is most likely to develop a scripted explanation to correct people's pronunciation of his name. Taco is most likely to spend most of his time in solitary due to his rampant snitching, because he was trying to snitch <laughs> as soon as he got caught. Uh, Natalie is most likely to become a ghostwriter for Insane Clown Posse. Sure. And yeah, with those lyrics and her, with those lines in her poems. <laughs> some
3: dark, dark stuff, man.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. I couldn't find it in the rhyme with festering grippage. So yeah, she's, that's icy. They'll figure it out. They're, they're, they have
3: some really terrible rhymes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's
0: good. And then Griff is most likely to do a toned down version of Scared Straight at middle schools in his old neighborhood. I think he's going to. Uh-huh. Yeah, wholesome. It's 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 like Bertier. are <laughs> gonna give back to the community. Yeah. Um, now the next movie is up to Dana. Dana, what are we gonna watch next week?
1: It is not up to me. We are gonna watch what? Just Friends for the holidays. I didn't pick this.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> we're doing we doing a special for the holidays. Okay. Yeah. Should we Just do that again? No, man. Leave it in. Leave it <laughs> in. <laughs> that, in was the, Yay.
2: that was <laughs> gonna- ideal. Yeah
0: we're gonna leave uh, that in
1: i want my official pick after this movie so yes
0: you shall have it
1: it's that a is, calendar mandated movie experience
0: yeah that we this is this is a group choice like election was you know or a rock and roll high school this is this is non-canon yeah. um well, guys, that does do it for this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Pop on over to Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, and write us a good review. If you didn't like what you heard, to quote Paco, yo, you whack punk, you be going down. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.